Today's episode is brought to you by Dr. Jeffrey Halstead, DMD. Dr. Jeffrey Halstead has been Canandaigua's hometown dentist for more than 35 years, offering routine dental care as well as cosmetic dentistry, implants, and dentures by their highly trained and experienced staff. Visit them online at canandaiguadentistry.com or find them on Facebook and Instagram. Today we continue our series previewing local elections across the Finger Lakes by catching up with one of the candidates running for Canandaigua City Council. Michael Mills joins me via Zoom. Michael, thanks so much for taking the time today. Josh, really appreciate it. It's uh, important to have local news covering our uh, local campaign, so we really appreciate it. Uh, And a local campaign uh, is usually a lot of work. Why are you running? Well, I've spent most of my career uh, doing this sort of work, economic development and public policy. I've written a book on civic participation, so it's it's near and dear to my heart, but it uh, became uh, a lot more real when uh, we had a, a child a couple of years ago. My wife, Audrey, and I welcomed a son named Lewis, and we've been in Canada almost six years now. And so, you know, we want to make sure that this is the best community uh, that it can be for Lewis and uh, for other residents who live here. What are you hearing from constituents as you uh, go door to door, uh, work through the whole campaign process? Yeah, so I've been knocking on doors consistently since March. Um, You know, if you're gonna run for office, A, you have to put in the hard work, but B, uh, you have to know what people think and you have to build those relationships. And so uh, I will tell you, most of it's been the fairly mundane day-to-day stuff, right? You know, people are concerned about traffic and speeding and turn signals and uh, the right size garbage cans and access to the lake. These seem like small things but in an everyday life that's that's the important thing i actually believe you know our local government has as much an impact on us as as the federal government um but but they do have bigger concerns right i mean they're they're focused on you know the future developments particularly in our ward uh, protecting against weather related disasters taxes so so there are some of those big things but then it really is also that day-to-day life when it comes to development, economic development is uh, the number one thing, it seems like, on people's minds generally. Uh, when you think about economic development, what does that look like to you uh, in your ward and also across the entire city? Yeah, I think there are two ways to look at it, right? Again, there's that day-to-day stuff. I want to be able to afford a restaurant locally. I want to be able to shop at vibrant places that are are feeding the local economy, but also give me options, right? So there's that really local stuff and, and making sure um, that we balance taxes to provide those key services of trash collection, that sort of stuff. But there really is a bigger picture. And it's one of the reasons I'm running. Um, you know, you've got this economic once in a lifetime development happening in Syracuse with a microchip plant, should it come together. You've got um, green energy and recycling and optics and photonics in Rochester, even Batavia, you know, to our west has um, a huge investment in, in green energy, right? Um, and if we're not careful, Ontario County and the city of Canandaigua is going to be the hole in that economic development donut. And so again, you've got to keep an eye on the day-to-day stuff, but we have to figure out who do we want to be? Do we want to be the, the bedroom community that people live and, you know, here and enjoy life and our great quality that we have here. And then they, you know, go into Rochester or Syracuse to work. Do we want some of those jobs to come here? And if we do, we've got to think about infrastructure or, you know, do we want that to be a place where that's great. You live in Rochester. We promote the heck out of the great things in the Finger Lakes and people come and spend their money here on the weekends and they go to CMAC and go wine tasting and all that good stuff. So we really have to think about 
both pieces. And I'm running really because I don't think we are um, in Canada and in much of Ontario County, really day to day thinking about how do we build the relationships and plug into those big picture economies. When you think about what the city of Canandaigua is, uh, which of those options do you think makes most sense? Well, I mean, we're not prepared from an infrastructure perspective, right? I mean, if you, and I want to nerd out on you here again, I said I've done this most of my life, but if you just use Fairlife uh, Milk, uh, which is a, a national brand, they're building a factory in Webster, you know, not too far down the road. They're going to have 500 new jobs, but they need 5 million gallons of water a day to come in and out of that facility. You know, Canandaigua, we get 9 million a day total, right? So we're not equipped to handle something like that. So, and I'm not saying that we should get those jobs. That's really where it has to be talking to our residents. So I think we're probably, you know, best suited to to pick up what we're already doing. Ontario County is focused on tourism, agriculture, you know, light manufacturing. And, and so if we can robustly go after those things and make a great quality of, continue to have a great quality of life here, and really, you know, hone in on that tourism and small business component. I think that's probably where we are. Uh, no matter what the economic direction is that the city chooses to go in the next, say, four to six years, housing is going to continue being yeah. a major one, whether it's median housing stock, rent prices, senior housing availability. All three of those are pretty major issues and major issues that the county has identified that it wants to uh, address. Obviously, the city of Canandaigua is on the west side of Ontario County where things are uh, going differently than on the east side. So I guess my question for you is, as the county moves forward, what would you like to see uh, the city do or what role would you like to see city council take uh, in some of these initiatives that are bound to come out of the county to uh, improve housing across the board for uh, its residents? Yeah, Josh, a couple things. One, I'm very familiar with the east side. I, I used to, as a client, run the Geneva Business Improvement District. So I'm very familiar with what Geneva's needs are. And obviously, as a member of the chamber board here in, in Ontario County in Canandaigua, I'm very familiar with the western side. And I will tell you, the needs and the differences are not that much different. You know, Geneva looks longingly at Canandaigua and Canandaigua looks longingly at Geneva. We have similar problems, right? So, so let's clear that up first and foremost. There's this perception that, you know, um, people are, are fighting Teslas and BMWs and Porsches on Main Street in Canandaigua for parking. Uh, and that's simply not the case, right? Um, one thing I've heard consistently on the campaign trail is people want to age in place. And it is very difficult. We do not have senior housing. We do not have a senior center. Uh, and so we've really got to look at what are we doing from a tax perspective um, so that we're not forcing people out who want to age in this amazing community. And we've got resources for them. I'm also troubled by the fact that, you know, 50 plus percent of the housing stock in Canada was rental. Um, that is not uh, data that provides a healthy um, you know, uh, th that's not a healthy indicator for our community, right? So we've got to look at how do we find affordable housing? How do we, you know, turn existing stock into single family, multifamily that's affordable? How do we have smart uh, plans about that? Um, and, and then new developments, we have to be thoughtful, right? You know, there will be a lot of pressure on me as a Ward 1 city council member because there are two parcels of land, um, probably the last two developable residential parcels in Canandaigua in Ward 1. And there's going to be a lot of pressure to, to say yes to those. And, you know, I'm inclined to find a balance, right? If we, if we have to grow our economic pie so my taxes don't keep going up every year, we have to look at the income side. And so I'm going to make sure we hear what our, our residents in Ward 1 want, 
that those concerns are heard loud and clear. I have a very loud voice and a, and a lot of experience doing this, and I will use it for Ward 1. But we have to take a balanced approach to all of it. And, and um, Ontario County, you know, we'll have to partner with them. We'll have to partner with other municipalities. And I'm glad to see that, you know, they did a survey this year and they're continuing to work on how do we tackle affordable housing because it will be um, key to anything we do in our future. What do you think the appetite is uh, among residents uh, to see more development happen, especially in some of those uh, on some of those properties that perhaps uh, city residents have seen sit empty and ready for some kind of development for a number of years? Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's if if you're familiar with life and you're familiar with communities, you know about, you know, not my backyard, literal backyard, right? And so there is that concern that, you know, if you put a road through here and you add 20 houses, what does that do to my quality of life? You know, are they going to be the quality of houses that match my neighborhood? Those are real concerns and council should be, you know, they've had a couple projects come forward and they've they've kind of held the feet to the fire and 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 I think they will need to do that. But you know, if the city wants to maintain an affordable tax base, I think whether it's commercial or residential development uh, and from a quality of life perspective, we will have to consider it. Uh, and as I said, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Ward 1. So it'll be my job to to be the voice of those people who are being impacted directly. When you talk about 50 percent of uh, housing stock being rental properties in the city, uh, what even is a realistic goal for a span of, say, four to eight years to, to get that percent? What is what is a, a sensible goal for a percentage point on that? Yeah, Josh, I, I don't really know. That's where it's going to take time getting with Ryan Davis and the Economic Development Office in Ontario County and John Goodwin and the staff, the great staff at the city of Canandaigua and our partners in the town of Canandaigua. You know, I think that's one of the key pieces, right? It's not just the city of Canandaigua. Look, if you live in the town of Canandaigua, we shop at the same grocery store. Our kids go to the same schools. We have the fire, same fire department, right? Or, or, or same resources, right? We, we swim in the same lake. So I think there will have to be increased coordination to decide how do we, you know, provide resources and, and how do we decide where people live? They have more land. Um, and they may not want to give a lot of that up. So I don't know what that number is. I, it's not going to be significant, right? I don't think you can all of a sudden, you know, switch that where it's 60, 40, you know, uh, single family owned versus rental, but it's something we have to look at. Um, and again, I don't know that we're spending a ton of time until recently doing that. So I'm heartened that the county has brought local municipalities into those conversations, but there's there's hard work to do. Uh, let's talk demographics a little bit. Last month, we saw a report that forecasts a 40% increase in seniors living in the Finger Lakes by 2040, uh, while all younger age groups are expected to decline between 7 and 14% in that same window. Uh, what challenges do you think that's going to pose for a community like Canandaigua uh, in terms of keeping the lights on, keeping the services intact, and obviously uh, addressing infrastructure issues that come up in the process? Yeah, Josh, I mean, you're, you're asking all the, the, the really, you know, sunny questions. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah, these are, these are real challenges and we need real thoughtful people with experience on city council to tackle them. And it's, it's why I'm running. Um, and that is not to say we don't have serious people. We do, but we need to make sure that we're electing people, continue to elect people with experience. And those are challenges, right? You know, if your population's aging, it means they, they need more services. Um, there, you know, there's healthcare, there's, uh, you know, checking in on people at home, there's, um, law enforcement for a different perspective, wellness checks, mental well-being, right? So we've got to be prepared for that. We've got to start budgeting for that. 
But on the flip side of that, we've also means we've got to start investing. Um, you know, I was talking to a, a, a neighbor on Fort Hill as I was knocking on doors the other day, and she has a 26 and a 24 year old and one lives in Rochester and one lives in another state. Why didn't they come back? You know, this this would be a great place. You have a job in, in Rochester. It's a 23 minute drive, you know, into the, the outer ring of Rochester. Live here, have this great quality of life, you know, look at the lake every day and then go into Rochester. Um, we've got to start drawing people back here. There's got to be uh, attractive housing options. There's got to be great social activities. Um, we've got to continue to, to leverage the lake. And part of that is PR, by the way. I've spent my life in, in PR and public affairs, and we've got to continue to market um, this community and the Finger Lakes broadly. Um, you know, there are communities around the country that would kill uh, to have the Napa of the East in their backyard. And so we've got to do a better job of connecting with Monroe County, Wayne County, our neighbors, uh, to make sure that there's more of a seamless connectivity. I don't want to get on my soapbox, but if you look at um, you know, the Finger Lakes Regional Economic Development Council, right? That's the state's economic district. That's predominantly Rochester plus some parts of what we would consider the Finger Lakes. Uh, and if you look at the, and by the way, I grew up in Rochester and went to Hobart. I've seen both sides of that. You know, there, there was a huge divide and now it's the Finger Lakes, right? Um, and if you look at that Economic Development Council, there's no way that a third of the, the representatives are from what we would call the Finger Lakes. And that to me is problematic. So we've got to continue to build relationships. And I haven't said it yet, but council's job is to do the mundane stuff of paying the bills, you know, filling potholes, um, deciding how we're going to, you know, budget a water treatment plant. But it's also my job to be an ambassador and a champion and an advocate at the state level, at the federal level, um, and in with municipality neighbors um, for our community. And so we've got to do some PR uh, to bring those people here and understand that you can live here. It's an amazing quality of life and, and commute into Rochester or work remotely, which, you know, is a huge thing now, right? So, um, but bring it back full circle, it's going to be both. We got to budget and prepare for the services that are going to be needed. And we've got to recruit uh, the next generation of people who are going to fall in love with Canandaigua. You mentioned the lake. So I have to ask uh, a whole lot of environmental issues, whether we're talking about landfills, uh, HABs, invasive species, then obviously tourism itself, which is centered around the lakes in most cases. Uh, all of these issues uh, have a pretty sizable impact on the future of a community like Canandaigua. When it comes to the environment, what would you like to see city council uh, do in the next few years to position itself relative to uh, the challenges that are out there uh, lurking? So um, my way of looking at this is our lakes, our lives. It's the quality of life that we, you know, we want to swim, we want to boat, we want to be able to sit uh, on Kershaw Park and look into the water and fish. Um, but it also provides drinking water for more than 70,000 people in our area, not just in Canandaigua, right? They're, the town and city combined is less than 20,000 people, right? So we're feeding a lot of other people and we're feeding the businesses here. So we have to protect that lake at all costs. It is our future. Uh, and so council needs to be rabid advocates uh, for protecting that lake. We need to partner with groups like the Clean uh, Canandaigua Lake Watershed Association, other municipalities. We've got to bring our farmer partners into this. Agriculture is a massive part of our economy. They do amazing things. They put food on our table. They put food on the table around the country, um, even around the world. And so, you know, we need to protect that lake. Um, so we've got to educate, we've got to partner, and we've got to be good stewards, and we've got to make investments. 
Um, you know, uh, so that's the waterfront side of it, right? You know, people are always also saying, I want to have access to good parks. I want bike trails. I want bike lanes. And so we have to be investing in that quality of life that costs money. And I'm committed to holding the line on taxes. So we've got to grow the economy and we've got to be smart about the money that we spend. Uh, but we've got to protect that lake at all costs. Our lakes, our lives. Speaking of things that cost a lot of money, uh, public safety, and I'm talking about the police department, uh, fire and EMS service. We're going to batch all those things together right now. And I I just want, uh, I'm curious, your approach to those things since they are so important and so many uh, voters and residents do care a great deal about those services remaining strong. Uh, How do you balance that with the fact that maintaining them is very expensive? Yeah, you've got to, well, let me take a step back, right? You know, Unfortunately, in recent years, when you talk about first responders, that's become a charged conversation in a lot of places, right? You're either for law enforcement or you're against. Let's strip that away, right? This is one of the most fundamental things a local municipality does. You keep people safe, period. Um, and so we've got to support our local law enforcement. Uh, we have to look at the services they provide and be smart about it. Are we you know, on the law enforcement side, are they also looking at mental health and well-being? And I know the local law enforcement, they spend a lot of time and money on training. So, you know, let's take that politically charged stuff out of it, right? I'm for people's rights and I'm for uh, law enforcement doing a good job. When it comes to funding them, we have to right size. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about uh, the fire department and budgets. And, um, you know, I'm not I haven't been on council when they've made those decisions. And so I would want to get in there and look at budgets. But we've got to make sure that the services necessary, uh, are, the, the services provided adequately meet the, the need of the services in the community. Um, and again, we need to partner with our municipality partners around us. Um, there is there is no way we shouldn't be talking how we evenly share resources that we share. Um, and so, you know, if, if we're leaving money on the table, you know, this is not saying we go out and do a money grab with our partners. But if someone is providing, if we're providing a service to somebody, there needs to be equitable, equitable payment for that. And by the way, it's my job to represent the city of Canandaigua. And so my taxpayer neighbors and constituents need to make sure that they're not being charged more than someone else getting the same services. So there's a whole lot there. As you said, it's a complicated thing, um, but we've got to support our uh, first responders. They're incredibly important. They are the first line of our communities and we also have to fund them appropriately uh, and equitably. My last question for you, where can folks learn more about your campaign? Yeah, thank you. So website is www.electmills.com, M-I-L-L-S.com, or they can just answer their door. I'll continue to be knocking on doors uh, right through election day. It's been a great joy to do that. Um, I'm available for folks uh, at any time, my email and phone number on their website. And um, I'm really um, thrilled to be having the chance to talk to you and to run and to talk to constituents and uh, hope folks that are watching will vote on election day or early voting. And Uh, get me in office. Michael, best of luck and uh, thanks for the time today. Thanks, Josh. I really appreciate it. That'll do it for this edition of FLX Today. If you'd like to hear more conversations like this one, check out the show on your favorite podcast platform or subscribe to the FingerLakes1.com YouTube channel. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.